Hi everyone, I'm Bronwyn Beth, and welcome back to The Misfit Musician, the podcast where music and mental health meet. Today's episode is a little bit of an intro episode um, about myself and then also um, about where I got the name The Misfit Musician and a little bit about finding your place to shine. So kind of just like a conglomeration of things to give you a better idea of what this podcast is about. And then next week I think we'll be into some interviews and some great conversations, so I hope you'll stick around for that. When I began violin, I was nine, and I really wasn't immersed in the classical world. I started with some public school lessons, and in high school I had some private lessons, and I loved my teachers, um, but they weren't, you know, they weren't Philly orchestra musicians or people with these extensive pedigrees for their violin training. So in some ways that really helped me because I wanted to do violin because I loved violin and it was so fun to me and I didn't understand any of the pressure that could be on music in a more cutthroat environment. I really didn't start to understand that until I went to college or the year before because I started participating in the um, Philadelphia Youth Orchestra. So when I was about 12, I think, I started playing violin in some in an old-time band in my town. Um, we called ourselves the Newtown Squares, and we would just play for historical society events and different things around the township. And it was super relaxed and chill, and we just had a great time. And that was my first experience of playing with other people outside of like a um, middle school orchestra type thing. And I really loved it. I thought it was so fun. And it started me on a fiddle journey where I, a lot of the new music I was learning were fiddle tunes so that I could add them to the repertoire that the band was doing. I did a few weddings here and there when I started, uh, probably by the time I was like 14 for some friends, but I really didn't start playing weddings consistently until I was maybe 16 or 17. In school, I started doing like more and more weddings. Um, I went to Westchester University for my undergrad and I also was teaching since I was 14. So I kind of had this eclectic mix of ways that I was trying to make money through my music as I was in school. So I'm a very indecisive person, and I change my mind all the time. And so when it comes to music, that really happens to me. And I think that's why the Misfit Musician came to me as a name, because I often feel like I'm halfway in a lot of things and never really finding where I belong. And I think the best example of that is going into grad school, um, I think I applied to four different types of programs, um, but I was thinking about way more. So I was interested in doing music pedagogy. So I was just kind of like focusing in on teaching since that was something that I enjoyed. 
Um, I also, in undergrad, had a music history degree, so ethnomusicology was something that I was really seriously considering, and I applied to a few programs in that as well. I wanted to do music therapy because of some of my mental health background, which I'll get into a little bit, and I also looked into church music, um, either a school program or doing something, I don't know, some kind of artist camp. It was very, that idea was a little bit more ambiguous and vague for me. Uh, I love chamber music. I was looking into quartet programs that I could do for grad school so that I was always playing with other people. And I was also really interested in doing um, like a solo violin performance degree. And I should have said this, but I went to undergrad for violin performance and I had minors in piano and music history. Um, So that was the background I was coming from. And I, yeah, and I also even looked into just like orchestral degrees. So I was kind of looking into everything because I couldn't decide what I wanted or what, I guess, what kind of career I wanted from this. It was really hard for me to pin that down and I ended up going to Temple University for my master's and I went for violin performance. I'm really happy that I did that. It made me such a better musician but I came out of it still being like okay well now what do I do? Like I'm playing weddings and I'm teaching and is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? And I started doing a lot more networking. Um, in grad school, I was working full time, so I was able to keep up all the connections that I had had from the work that I had done in undergrad and before that and build on those. But I also found a new source of income that actually started during the pandemic because, you know, there were no weddings. A lot of my work shut down, my students stopped taking lessons. But I started playing at Suburban Square in Ardmore, and I would do, like, pop song covers, oldie covers, with music coming through, a backing, or like, backing tracks coming through an amp that I had. And that was something that I've actually been able to build on, and a lot of my gigs now are that type of music, and I've been playing at vineyards and breweries, um... And even weddings have started asking me, people who hire me for weddings have started asking me to do that type of music, which is really fun. I really love it, honestly. It meshes with so many things that I love. Playing solo and playing music that makes people really happy. Providing music for ambiance that people are having a good time. It feels like a performance without all of the pressure involved um, that I feel when I'm playing like a classical performance. And I'm playing covers and really happy songs, and I'm playing by ear, which is something that I've always loved doing. So that's one area of music that I do. I also really like bluegrass and jazz, and as a fiddle player, I'm a little bit between those two. I don't really play like a bluegrass player. I don't really play like a jazz player, but some aspects of both are in my playing. And then I still play in a chamber music group 
for classical music. I've been working on the Franck Sonata and I've been experimenting. I have an electric violin and I've been experimenting with pedals. So I'm just doing a lot of different things and not really settling in on one. And I love it that way, but I think that's what has made me feel like a misfit or like I'm not able to find where I belong in the music world. In college or undergrad especially, I was so intent on becoming, becoming this professional, amazing violinist who could solo and compete in competitions that I never really stopped to ask myself why or what I wanted from that or what I wanted my life to look like. I just kept comparing myself to other people and how well they played and I would do everything I could to improve um, to the point of not really helping myself. I would practice sometimes up to seven hours a day, which I really don't recommend to any string players because it just creates injury, especially if you don't have really stellar technique yet. And I would also really get bitter because I couldn't afford as good of an instrument or as high quality lessons. So that contributed to me comparing myself to others or feeling like, well, I'll never be able to get to a place where I'm as good as them because I haven't had the resources that they've had. But I think the biggest change for me has been learning to accept, well, that's not my journey, right? And everyone is made so different and so unique. And we all have a very specific personality and purpose and way that we can help the people around us and influence the world. And for some people, that's a larger circle than others, but it doesn't mean that it's any more important or life-changing just because it might seem more grand. The reality is, for me, I need to make money. So if I'm going to do that making music, I need to wear a lot of different hats. And that means that I might not become the best at one thing. But I'm going to be really great at a lot of things. And that's great, you know? And that's something that I can be happy about. I need to try as many things as I can and not be afraid to fail. The worst thing that's going to happen is you mess up. And that's not a big deal. We all mess up. I feel like... At this point, I've started started being the keyword because it's always a journey, but I'm starting to accept where I am and who I am with my music, and it makes my music way better because it's not just about my violin, it's about me and all of my story. And so part of my story is that in my past, I've had a lot of um, physical and emotional and sexual abuse, and that's really shaped how I've been able to um, interact with the world and progress on my instrument. And it's made every day of my life a little bit more of a struggle, just trying to maintain myself and my well-being. And that's hard. I'm not going to say I'm happy about it necessarily, 
But I do think there's a reason why that happened. And I think I'm supposed to do something with it. And this podcast is a step in that direction. Last year during the pandemic, I really had to start dealing with these things a little bit more intensely. And through that, I've started, it also changed my work. And so I morphed a little bit more into a style of work and relationship with my violin that helped me be more myself and heal. And even on Instagram, I stopped trying to do 100 days of practice or these, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but just very um, intentional daily posting, classically driven content. And instead, I started including more of cooking, which is something that brings me a lot of joy, and mental health, because honestly, I think everyone struggles in some capacity with mental health, whether they realize it or not. And I, it's my passion to help people be more fully themselves. Um, it's been an interesting journey. I still don't have it figured out yet. Um, but that's kind of how I got to this place of starting this podcast. So when I've chosen to accept where I am and most importantly who I am, my music becomes not just about my violin anymore, it's about me and all of my story. So who am I? I'm creative. I love to sit in nature and just fill my senses with all of its beauty. It's I could do it all day, every day. I like to write poetry and I like to journal. I enjoy crafting. I love, love, love to eat good food. French fries are like, oh, so good. My favorite ever. I love to cook even more than I love to eat. I love to garden. There's something about sinking your bare feet into warm dirt that's just like so satisfying. And I love animals. I used to raise sheep. I love animals. They're so cute. I have experienced abuse, like I mentioned, and I've come through suicidal episodes, and I've survived. That comes out in my music for sure, and it's just as much a part of who I am as the other things that I listed as well. Arthur Rubenstein said, never practice more than three or four hours a day. No one can concentrate longer than that, and you must spend the rest of your time learning about life and love and art and all the other wonderful things in the world. If a young person sits in the practice room all day, what can he possibly have to express in his music? That's been one of my favorite quotes that keeps popping up for me throughout the last couple years. Because I think it expresses everything that I believe about music and your relationship with it and how living a full life and a well-rounded life actually helps you as a musician, which obviously everyone knows, theoretically, but putting it into practice is another thing. So my passion is living fully, my joy is music, and my challenge has been mental health. I'm happiest when I allow like all three of these things to coexist and inform each other. So whether you 
feel like a misfit musician or not, here is my advice. And this applies to not just music careers, but any career. Don't hold too tightly to a specific idea of what your career will look like. Your journey may look different than you expect. So maybe you aren't where you want to be yet, and that's fine. The important thing is hold on to your dreams with tenacity, but still be flexible about the path that it takes to get there. I rarely regret trying something. I mostly just regret things that I wasn't willing to try. Another thing is identify your challenges. So like I said, my challenge is mental health. How can that make me a more well-rounded person and how can I use that to help other people, especially within my field? And then be helpful. Like work hard, be kind. People will see that and reward you and be kind in return and help you back. And that's the most important part of life. In the end, I think that's all that matters. So here's a little exercise that you can do to help you start taking steps to honestly just embracing your misfit and finding how to make it your own. So the first step is write down what your goals are. So if you don't know what your goals are, start by writing down what you love about music or insert your career here or your passion. Once you've done that, then answer these questions. Why do I love what I do? What drew me to it? What was the moment I knew I wanted to pursue this career or this passion? And why was that moment impactful? What do I want to do with what I create? What do I want my work environment to look like? Another really important question. If you have a dream and you start looking at what your work environment would look like within that dream and you don't want that, Maybe you need to figure out another way that you can express that, that will create an environment that you are looking for. And then what do you want your home and family life to look like? This could determine whether you travel in your career um, or if you have to move a lot, things like that. So for example, my moment that I knew I wanted to pursue music was on my 12th birthday, my dad took me to see the band Bowfire. It was really impactful. They were dancing around on stage with their instruments. I think some were electric instruments, some weren't. And it looked like the most fun a person could ever have. And I was 100% like, that is what I want to be doing. That is it. But as I got older, I started researching Bowfire and I realized, I don't know if I really want to be a part of Bowfire. I don't want to have to live on a tour van all the time. That doesn't sound enjoyable to me. I love being home. I love having my kitchen to cook in. I love having my garden. And I don't know if I want to have to travel. I'm a homebody. I like being with the people that I love. That's a really important thing to realize because if I'm reaching for a dream that I think I want... But then when I start thinking about it, it might not make me happy. Maybe I should try to adjust my goals a little bit and find a way that I can do a similar thing without the cost. This is not a once and done answering these questions. I personally recommend that you revisit them whenever you feel stuck or unsure about your next move 
or just like you aren't fitting in. You feel a little bit listless or unmotivated. Just revisit these questions. I'll put them in the show notes um, so you can feel free to just go through them whenever you want if it's helpful. I hope it's helpful for you. It's really helped me a lot. This is the Misfit Musician. This is what we're all about. Um, And hopefully some of this will inspire you and make you feel less alone and help you embrace your misfit. Because honestly, I love being unique. And maybe that's me being an Enneagram 4, but I just think you are the only you there will ever be. You bring unique energy and story to whatever you do, your music, your work. No one will ever approach it exactly the same way that you do. So live into your story, live into your full self, and your music and your career will flourish. You are magic. Live in love. Mm -hmm.